All right, Jonathan Barrett, we're going to go fast and quick tonight, boys. Saturday Night Live, coming to you from Adel, Iowa. Being joined by a little boy named Jonathan Barrett, and also possibly a little boy named Kenny Neville. Neville, are you in yet? I'm in. You signed up to be a co-host of the big show? Knocking those millions down out. We're just laying the foundation to become the next Joe Rogan. The only thing we have to do is to not be boring. Jonathan Barrett, have we been boring on the podcast so far? Not from what I've heard. Do you listen or do you just hear from your friends and neighbors? Oh, I listen. Has, has either one of you boys followed TikTok model Elizabeth Delaney? No, I haven't. You can only get put on blast if you slide into them DMs there, Kenny. Jonathan, have you followed the famous TikTok model Elizabeth Delaney? I, I can't say I have. I, I don't do the TikToks. Instagram? I, I can't say I have. Snapchat? Uh, no. Facebook? No. Woo! Jonathan, it's been like three months since we've talked. My question to you is, everybody wants to know, how did you uh, become a part of the MLC? And number two, everybody always asks me, what did you think of Kenny Neville's work performance whenever he was a salesman for MLC at the Ohio Beef Expo a couple years back? Go! I must say Kenny Neville's probably better with a set of clipper in his hands than he is at selling semen. Kenny's my boy. Kenny got the cattle looking real nice. Kenny is a 100-point clipper, but when it comes to semen sales, I still like him at 96, 97. He's still really good. Oh, so yeah, anyway, pretty high. That's pretty high. I just said that Kenny is really good at pillow talk. Yeah. Jonah, how did you meet the MLC, and why have you chosen to stay engaged this long? Let me think. It was probably about 2013. Oh! 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 <laughs> I'm going to start this story. It's been 153 episodes, and we have not said the words. Ashley Van Dyke. Yeah. Yo! My girl! Ashley Van Dyke, please tell the story. Let me think. About 2013, I was showing an MLC-sired heifer that we got from Gordy and um, Boyer and Dave Stoltz. We were down at VCCP. Michelle Lautner and Ashley um, were down there selling semen. We had won the heifer show. They came over to talk to me. Michelle was pregnant that night after the show. We talked a little bit. Um, that night I saw Michelle and Ashley at the VCCP sale at the bar, and we were celebrating because we just won the Heifer Show, and Ashley had... No, on that first night, at the VCCP. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with admitting something like that. We'll just put, leave that as a wash. Un unknown, unanswered, I guess. I mean, just to tell your story a little bit, Jonah, you were kind of like the get. You were the glue guy. You were the Dennis Rodman of the MLC operation for two or three years. During the day, you would just, you know, I mean, you'd you make sales calls, you'd run bulls around, and then you'd also go on the road a bit. Well, Taylor West said that you and her went to Kansas and maybe destroyed her car, your car, or something. That was actually Eastern Iowa. She tore my car up at Michael Grant. <laughs> Yeah, the old brand new MLC Big Show website in uh, blogging fashion was going to be released this week. So we've just had so much intensity on this deal. 
The worst part about it is whenever you're trying to explain to 50-year-old, 60-year-old, 70-year-old, 80-year-old, and even 91-year-old Eldon Miller, they simply don't know how to run that all-episodes page on iTunes and Spotify. So we're going to roll over to a, a MattLautnerCattle.com, that blog format. We're going to roll it into a, there's a separate website called MLCTheBigShow.com, releasing from Ranch House Designs this week. And we'll be able to catalog those episodes with pictures to help kind of identify what we're talking about in each episode. Because as Kenny knows, sometimes you get, it's a little bit hard to tell a book by its cover when it comes to the titles of the MLC Big Show episodes. Yes, it does. For sure, for sure, for sure. When we lived in the old house across the fence from Phil Lautner, uh, 2014-15, I had a unique set of helpers named Mike Jones, Cody McCullough, and Seth Plendel for one winter. You know, I don't even know what year it is. It was my second or third year there in Adel, and we had a group of probably three or four steers that we were going to get ready for Iowa State Fair, and we couldn't decide which one we needed to put in the cooler. And Michelle and I kept telling you that that, that one Italian stallion um, really needed to go in the cooler, and that was the one that we needed to show that summer. And you kept harping on a, an Ohio Senator steer, and, you even talked about sending that Italian stallion to uh to Sail Barn. Yep. And we went ahead and put him in the in the cooler and I think he ended up probably winning or reserved probably eight or nine times that summer. So that that was pretty pretty cool for Michelle and I to, to be the ones that you know. To be we, smarter we than Matt Lautner for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh most importantly he was reserved fat steer at the uh, Minnesota Beef Expo as a market steer, so that's yeah, some of these jackpot shows are for you weekend warriors, but uh, it really matters how they end, and and that steer got her done at the end. So uh, yeah, yep. as I always tell my help, whenever uh, Michelle Lautner or Jonathan Barrett type says we liked Black Power Play before you, or uh, or we liked Red or or we liked Red White and Roan before you, that would be an Ashley Van Damage sort of a deal. Uh, I always tell I always tell people when those sort of scenarios pop up, I say. You liked him second best to me because I liked him the best the day that I bought him. The National Western Stock Show, uh, and you were at OKC this year too, weren't you? Yep. Uh, we had a brief discussion with Dennis and Dell. Just compare the two and uh, give your predictions on the next 10 years. We love ourselves some red states, but we probably think Denver with the mountains is probably the long-term home of the Premier Bowl display, but... Give me your feedback, Jonathan and Kenny, if Kenny, if you're still there. Oh, I, I mean, I think, me personally, I think Denver, it's going to be back the way it was, there's no doubt. I mean, They did help us out at a time when Denver deserted us a couple of years ago, all them retard liberals in Colorado. But, uh, yeah, just trying to keep a positive tone here. I mean, uh, there's just nothing like Denver. I mean, you fly into Denver and you see the Rocky Mountains, you see the – the sun beating down on your bull's back even this year whenever there was like eight bulls on display and a normal crowd might be a thousand people and there might have been 40 people walking through the bull displays this year. I mean, even though it was flat, you could still feel the density, intensity of Denver because of the Rocky Mountains and the sun beating down on your bull. It just is what it is. I don't like Colorado. I hate their liberal politicians. Joe Biden sucks. But, uh, yeah, Denver is Denver.
And there's nothing like leading the bull through the oh. yards on Saturday morning oh. on display at Denver. It, it just, you know, after displaying all day and hitting the yard bar afterwards, that that's just the historic feel of Denver is where I'm at. I enjoyed Oklahoma, yeah. but Denver my favorite show of the year. I know one year we were taking maybe Make-A-Wish down to display or one of them bulls. And it was so crowded that you guys had to, like, take a right instead of going straight. And you, like, weaved in between several studs. Did you just uh, did you just tell your story about that one? Uh, you know, it, I, I believe we were actually in the middle of a snowstorm that day as well. And the crowds were so huge waiting on Make-A-Wish to come out that day. It, it, we we couldn't get to our stall, so we had to make an alternate route and go go through the yard to to find a way to get to our stalls. And I, I've never seen a, a bigger group of, of people around Make a Wish, and and sure. you know it's a pretty surreal feeling. And I remember just the show times coming over and and just capturing that moment for us. That was pretty special. You no, know, that was probably my favorite year in Denver. That was one of my favorite set of bulls we ever took to Denver um, as a group, and. And I, I just that was pretty cool that we we definitely didn't expect it to come out. And when we found out that he was was you know free and clean and you know Ryan being there to help us and uh, that was pretty cool for him to to lend a hand to us in the yards and and describe the cattle. The way that he blew that glitter off of his hand, it was just amazing. And it was uh, one of them uh, video moments. Uh, the pick between two years, the year that we. Display the bull half slick shorn, or the year that No Guts and Trump Train were in Denver. Which year do you think the crowds were larger? No Guts and uh, Trump Train, and I, I believe we took a third bull that was a little ill that week called Beastie Boy. That was my favorite favorite year that year. Just a small group. Oh but my gosh, group. that that No Guts, No Glory, and Trump Train, Th and Pha Free. They went on yeah. to do some really good stuff. No guts, no glory. I mean, he, we'll be using him in our herd for many, many years to come. You and old Brandon Snyder. I know you guys, I know you and Brandon Snyder are pen pals and you write each other on, almost on the weekly and y'all have the ability to buy bulls you like whenever you see him. I promise you that because I respect both of your opinions. Finishing up, I think that I've gotten Brandon Snyder's feedback, Matt Shirley's feedback. Uh, give your feedback on the little bull by the name of Jumpstarts. It's just, He's an internet sensation. He's tearing up the charts. His full sister wins Louisville. His maternal sister wins Houston. Come on, Jonah. How excited were you when you seen that calf? It was pretty, pretty cool moment uh, at Oklahoma when we first saw him. Um, you know, I'm I'm the breeding heifer, breeding heifer guy of MLC, and I I think he's going to do big things for uh, MLC and in in the industry. I'm excited to see those heifers hit the ground. You betcha. Yep. So, one more quick Jonah story that just keep popping into my head. Uh, can you tell the story of our our absolutely top recip cow in the herd? Listen here. If anyone <laughs> would walk through MLC's pasture right about now, I guarantee you and I would bet big money that they would pick out the best cow in the field to be a beautiful black and white about six-year-old cow with a perfect udder. Good size. I'm just going to tell you, I I found her, oh, shoot, probably, uh, heck, I don't even know, one of my first summers on the road for MLC, and I bet she won 15 a... that year. She won a lot of shows. 
she won the, I believe, the inaugural district district when Iowa first came out with their district fair. She won the the district fair for Abby Henderson. Uh, oh yeah. Um, found her at- Shout out to my girl. Shout out to my girl, Abby Henderson. Yo. All right, go. Uh, anyways, I have big plans for this heifer, and uh, I find out the first couple years she was bred, uh, or the second and third year she was bred, we were putting embryos in her, and I am still irate at Michelle Lautner for doing that because that thing could be. I think she was. Uh, I think she was a recent mother to fight for Trump. She did an amazing job of raising that bull. Amazing yeah, job. Well, well. <laughs> anyways, I tell you. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. <laughs> Whenever you walk out into the MLC pasture and your eye is drawn to a certain black and white gal, I can promise you that her name is not Minnie. I can promise you that her name is Margo. The Margo, uh-huh. I mean, it's like jumping into the shark pit. There's just so many high-quality donors at that gosh darn Michelle Lautner's place that some of them donors become recipes. So don't, I mean, her her career's only half over. She may make the donor pin eventually, but we're running out of well, time. Say that because Michelle Lautner called me last week after telling me she promised me she'd breed her this year, and told me she stuck to an embryo. Dang it! She always takes that egg on the first time. It's just she's just yeah. so consistent. Well, what do you want to buy? A house? Sell. You want to buy a house? I can sell you a house. Repurposed wood? Uh, no, I don't. Mm. I don't deal the lumber. I have an exclusive source that has sent me exclusive information. This is almost like deep throat level stuff. But I got to ask you, Kenny. Was the trailer door open leaving the Columbus, Nebraska, Nebraska AGR back in the winter of 1999 with a little steer named Cowboy on the inside of it? And the uh, steer had just been named Reserve Grand Champion behind the white steer that went on to win the Minnesota State Fair for the Greg Reckner family. Was that trailer door wide open? Yes, it was wide open, and that taught us not to listen to David Shane when he said, I checked everything, door's closed, everything's good, we need to go, okay. No, give me a minute, Dave, let me check everything. Oh, by the way, get in the passenger seat, I'll drive. Uh, It's a good story. It's fun to tell now because the steer didn't fall out and get skid marks. And he did go on to win the Ohio State Fair, so that's cool. That's exactly right. Thanks for hopping on on a Saturday night, Kenny. Thank you for finally being on the damn show, Jonathan Baird. I was tired of waiting for you. It was fun. We're doing